Hi, I'm April Lovett. And I'm Daryl Lovett. We've been together for six years, and we have a sweet and sassy little girl, an adorable and talkative little boy, and our fur child, our dog, Lainey. <laughs> oh. That's funny, huh? Hi, I'm April Lovett. And I'm Daryl Lovett. We've been together for six years, and we have a sweet and sassy little girl, an adorable and talkative little boy, and our fur child, our dog, Lainey. That's right. We also work our nine-to-five jobs together, we teach together, and we own the Lovett Company. We do so much together, and we wanted to share some of our tips and tricks for living out our 24-7 relationship. That's right. A relationship that is all day, every day. Plus, we wanted to share with you how we managed to run our business alongside full-time jobs and still find time for kids, chores, and fun. So in this podcast, the Success in Black and White podcast, we will talk about navigating the gray in life. So get ready, get ready, get ready. We're going to be bringing to you Real Talk concepts every week as we share some of our stories, best practices, as well as talk to guests about how they found success by doing extraordinary things in their everyday lives. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to our one-year anniversary episode of Success in Black and White. The podcast. We are back in the house one more again. We are back one more again. For one for year. For one year. Episode 52. <laughs> we're excited. We are. We're celebrating this thing because we, we sure made are. it. We mm-hmm. said we were going to do it and we stuck to the plan through the highs and the lows, the ups and downs, trials and triumphs. We made it. We did. One year. Yes. I'm so excited. I can't believe it's a one year episode. And we have so many fun things for you guys planned this week. Yeah, definitely. I think y'all want to stay tuned this week. Yes. I am going to say watch our social media accounts because we have some really cool giveaways, gift cards that we're doing, all kinds of fun stuff. Um, we have a hilarious bloopers reel <laughs> that I can't wait to put out because it's really funny. Oh, man, it's going to be funny. So that's coming out on Wednesday um, and that will be out and that'll be on our YouTube channel and all of our social media um, and then, yeah, just stay tuned because we've got giveaways. We've got a lot of things just to thank you guys because yeah. you guys have been rocking with us. A lot of you have been rocking with us since day one. And even if you haven't and you're rocking with us now, we love you and we appreciate you. So I'm excited. Yeah, I see and that. this episode is going <laughs> to be so much fun. So much fun. I can't wait. But first, I want to pop a little bubbly. Okay, yeah, we're going to do that. We're going to pop the bubbly. Right, because we got to celebrate. Yeah, we're going to celebrate. That has been a year. Okay, oh, let's do this without you shaking it up. Oh, right, I'm trying to shake it up. Come on, hold the thing steady. Okay. All right, are All right. you going to do it or am I going to no, do it? No, you got to do it because you know I'm not strong enough to do this cork. All right, let's okay, try not to get this everywhere. Yeah, and don't hit like the camera because... You know. Oh, yeah, because we're recording. Right, that wouldn't work very yeah. well. All and right. don't hit me. I but try my best not to. I'm going to try my best not to spill it because I don't want to have to clean it up. But <laughs> here we go. I'm going to let y'all hear it. I'm going to do it right here. I'm not going to get it. I got it, baby. I got okay. it. We good. We good. Why are you flinching? I trust you. You know I got this. <laughs> Yay. And it did yeah. not explode. Oh, come on now. <laughs> this ain't my first rodeo. I know. This is what I do. Let's grab our glasses. Oh, you want me to pour? Okay. Yes. Yeah, let me set the cork down okay. right there. Okay. All right. Let's see if I can pour you a little bit. This one for you. Oh, that's for me? Yeah. A little splash. A little splash. 
All right. I'm excited. This is good. Okay. So Daryl, that's a little, you can pour me a little bit more. Oh, I thought you said a little splash. You're so stingy. Why are you being so stingy with the champagne? Don't be moving now. Oh, my bad. Oh. Stop moving. My bad. Fill it up. (laughs) Stop laughing. You laughing and you moving the glass. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's plenty. Oh, baby. Okay, that's good. Oh, hey. Wait. Just let me show you guys. Look. Daryl's glass. Who's the lush around here? (laughs) I didn't mean that much. You said keep pouring. (laughs) Come on, man. Okay, so, you know, hopefully. We're going to set that down so it don't fall. There you go. I'm just going to put it down here. All right. We got some some good stuff we got to do, and I got my computer open over here, so... um, let me set that yeah. over there. So what are we doing? Are we toasting to a year and then we're so, going to get into this? Yes. Let's toast. So we're going to celebrate. Thank you guys. Thank you For sticking with us, for being amazing, loyal fans and family, really, because so many people write into us and you guys tell us that you love us and we love you just as much for listening and for watching. We appreciate y'all. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. Mm. Yay. Okay. Mm, that locked my jaws up for a second there. <laughs> we still got to do an episode. I can't be sipping on that. I know. I that thing locked my jaws. Okay, one more before we get started. It locked my jaws up. I was like, wait a minute. I still got to do an episode. We still got to do an episode. Mm. Ooh, I'm excited. Oh, cheers again to me. Cheers again. We should have brought the orange juice out. Could I have mimosas? All right, so um, <laughs> <laughs> we're supposed to be doing an episode. Not, yeah, we're not, I mean, we're celebrating, but she's talking about okay. mimosas and mm-hmm. all this. No, good we stuff. do. We have it. This is just a, just a warning. If you're listening to us, obviously, we have been, um, well, we can talk through this a little bit too, but I would say, like, in the very beginning, we used to have episodes that were like an hour, 15 minutes. Yeah. Um, we've really been sticking, like we made a commitment to stick to under 45 for most episodes in the past, like probably 20 episodes. So we've been trying to do that because we know it's hard to listen to an episode that's really long. This one's going to be a little bit longer than our 40, your usual 45 minutes, because we are going to be bringing to you our favorite moments throughout the year. Throughout the year. Um, so we've got clips from our favorite episodes. We're going to play them. We're going to talk through them. We're going to tell you where you can find them if you want to go back and listen to those episodes. But these are our favorite moments throughout <laughs> the year. I'm excited. I am. Yeah. Um, Daryl, I will just, I want to give you a shout out because you're amazing. Okay. Thank this you. This man sitting next to me is amazing. Uh. I love him so much. I've only had two sips of champagne before I say this. I really do love him so much, but he is the technical mastermind behind everything we do in the podcast. I mean, literally, he is the producer. He is the music or music editor, the sound editor. Yeah. Um, he is the one who pulled together all of our clips that I went, I was like out of 51 episodes, you need to go through and find these like, you know, 15 clips that I need you to get. And he went through and got it and he put it together in a way that I will understand it and it will work with my brain because <laughs> good luck with that. Um, but he gets it and he figured it out. So thank you because you're uh, amazing. And you have been doing this. For the people. I know. But he's been doing this every single episode. We've never yeah. outsourced. Nope. Except 
our intro and outro outro music and music yeah um one time for dj vance yes so thank you to dj vance who's been amazing so other than that and to our amazing photographer claudia guerrera yeah um you guys have been awesome other than that we've never outsourced we've done everything ourselves videos that you guys see production clips those are all Us. us um all of the podcast editing everything is us so us. um big thank you to us yeah <laughs> it's a lot of work <laughs> it is a, lot, a lot of work. work so before we get into our favorite clips uh-huh i want to ask you because we've had this really long big year when we first started this podcast i feel like our goals have shifted with the podcast oh like four to, or five times as to what the our original intent was and to now what it's become um and so i'm curious for you what is what's your biggest takeaway however you want to talk about it from this podcast i think my biggest takeaway is the people that we have impacted and that have reached out to us in appreciation for what we're doing and how it's helping them and how it's motivating them, how it's inspiring and encouraging them. Um, That is definitely my biggest takeaway because you know me, uh, when we first started this journey, looking at all of the, you know, the podcasts, ins and outs online and how they say that you are supposed to rate your success um, and things like mm. that based on your podcast. Um, that's kind of how we were looking, engaging ourselves. And, uh, you know, uh, probably about half of the way through, I finally realized that that measuring system didn't work for us because what we were trying to do and the people that we were trying to help we're getting what they needed from us. And that's what mattered more to us than the measuring system that was online or that is in the podcast world. Mm-hmm. And now we did meet some of those. And, and we obviously were trying to find ways to make our podcast better every time. But all in all, just the response and the feedback from the people, how we've encouraged, inspired, motivated them along the way is what has been beneficial to me and kind of giving me the motivation to keep doing this and to keep making it better and to keep um, putting out content. I agree with that because I think that um, we really wanted to listen to what you all wanted and needed and were taking away from us. And for us, what that looked like was just upping our game. I mean, we talk about leveling up all the time and I really want to stop and pay just homage for a second to the fact that we started this in a certain, like for a certain endeavor in a certain way. And very quickly we realized that the people listening to us and the things that they were taking from us weren't exactly what we thought in the beginning. And so instead of like trying to force ourselves into what we originally set out to do, we just kept shifting along with what we were hearing people were taking from us. I think that's why if you guys look, especially if you follow us on social media, we try to put out content in every single possible way that we can because we realized we have a very large and very broad audience. And some people are consuming just audio. I'm one of those people. I prefer like strict audio, strict podcast because I like to listen to podcasts as I run or as I clean. Um, 
a lot of people, a lot of feedback we were getting was that people really like the quick hitters. And so if you guys see our express clips, um, those are very intentionally, like usually 60 seconds and under, um, and they're snippets of our audio and our video that are really like the hard hitting. This is what you need for today. Here's our knowledge drop. Take it, run with it, do what you need with it. And so you're going to see us as we evolve, as, well, you've hopefully seen us as we've evolved throughout the podcast to continue to bring you more and more. Um, but you'll see us continue to evolve just based on how you guys are consuming it and how you need your information. I definitely agree with you on that. Um, and, and because our, <laughs> it's kind of funny because our audience is so broad, um, it seemed like the message and what we stand for and what we're about and what we were putting out is what they needed. We just had to find different ways Mm -hmm. to engage with those different people within our audience. Right. I mean, we're serving 18 to 50, 55, sometimes 60 year old. We've had a few 60 year olds and more. Yeah. And that's what's showing up. That's great. Yeah. That's what's showing up in the, like on our yeah, like in the stats, in the, and the stats, yeah. which we should check more, but we don't. <laughs> we don't check it because that's not why we're <laughs> in it. At first, right. we were checking it, what, every other day? Every other day, and now we're like, hey, have you checked in a while? And you're no. like, not since like February. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but that's really cool. So I, for me, the biggest takeaway from starting the podcast into like what I would consider us being officially podcasters after a full year Uh, My takeaway for this uh, is leaving a legacy. And yes, for you all, like Daryl said, but I think about our family. I think about our kids. I think about like when they're older and they start listening to all these past episodes. Some of them are about them. Some of them are just about us and the things that, you know, we think. But Every podcast episode is true to who we are and to our values and to what we believe. And for me, that's us leaving our legacy, not just for the world, not just for you all, but like for our kids and our future grandkids. And like, it's just kind of exciting to think about us leaving a legacy like this. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool for him to sit and watch back (laughs) and and Vaughn would be like, Oh, that was me in the background that woke up and I was screaming and y'all had to pause to come get me, uh-huh. you know, so that's, yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So those are mine. So um, let's get into the really fun part. All right. This is, we're going to go through kind of the evolution. Um, we started, <laughs> we chose clips from our favorite episodes and some of our favorite clips. And so we're going to play some of those for you guys. So the very first one Uh-oh. is our very first episode which is one of my favorites. And I will say, even though we haven't checked the stats on this lately, it is by far our number one highest listened to episode. So let's hear a little bit from it. I'm going to sit back while we listen. (laughs) We are coming to you almost live. Well, live for us, but you guys are going to hear it on a replay um, in a week. But this is our very first podcast, and we're really excited to... Um, Just be bringing you a little bit about our life, um, our business, our relationship, our successes. We're going to do that for you every single week. And with this being our very first podcast, 
we wanted to go ahead and just introduce ourselves and who we are as a couple and what we've done with our business to you. And so uh, me, my name is April, and I'm one of the co-hosts um, of this show, and my wonderful husband is sitting right next to me. You want to introduce yourself? Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Daryl Lovett, the other co-host. Yes, and so we are going to talk today just about us. <laughs> Wow, we've come so far. Yeah. We were just like <laughs> newbies, like We literally didn't know what to do. Didn't know what to do, how to pass it off, how to talk. Yeah. The audio was just I know. Horrendous. Well, and we do you were- remember we recorded in like this really big space, which we thought was the only space we could find. Yeah. And the audio was terrible. We had one mic. One mic. <laughs> That we were sharing. <laughs> I mean, it worked. It did. It worked really well. For a, a lot of episodes, For it worked. For a long time. Oh, my goodness. Just listening to that, I'm just shaking my head. I'm just like, wow. That's so funny. I love it. So oh that was our goodness. first. That was like our That's intro. First one. But let's keep listening in. All right. What's next? Okay. You so, want me to go first yeah, and tell just, my yeah. story? Because I know they're very different and they don't line <laughs> up. And mine is probably more accurate, but no. <laughs> but um, I can definitely start off by telling my side of the story, how we met. Um, I can remember meeting you um, for the first time, even though I had seen you before I met you um, because you were on campus like a while before that. And I had seen you, but I just didn't know who you were. And then when we first met. Um, you didn't really like me. You didn't really care for me. You avoided me. And um, I was just like, well, all right. If you don't like me, I don't really know you. So I don't have to like you. Um, and that's kind of how our relationship went for, oh, man, the first couple of months until um, you had to talk to me. <laughs> and then I was like, well, OK, she will talk to me. So I guess that's oh, a start. Yep. That's not, I mean, that, that was is. your perception. Nope. Hey, it's down in the books. It's recorded. <laughs> it's on a podcast. It's been out. People have listened. It's been out for a full year. Plenty of downloads. Yeah, a lot yes. of downloads. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people have listened to that one. Uh, yeah. I know, but I guess your perception is your reality. It's the truth. I still, you still didn't like me. Um, It's the truth. <laughs> Okay, wait, let's keep listening. All right. I really feel like I should clarify oh like goodness. some of what you're talking about right now. So first of all, he said on campus. That's because we both work at a very large institution of higher education at Florida State University. Um, and I remember, this is what I remember from, from when I met you. Um, I don't recall having seen you or met you before this, but... I know I saw you. You were walking away. <laughs> And I knew who you were when I saw you. Daryl knows Daryl knows everybody all the time. Um, but I came in and I had actually interviewed and I had gotten a job. Um, and what I didn't know while I was interviewing at the time was that Daryl was also interviewing for the same job that I ended up getting on campus. And so when I got here, I don't know if it was like a preconceived notion in my head. That... I saw you. That's where I saw you at the interview. <laughs> you were walking away from when you were here interviewing. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I found out who you were because uh, I know you weren't here yet. Um, and I was like, all right, okay. So, I, so when I 
first met Daryl, it was in a job capacity, and I felt like he didn't like me because I had gotten the job that he applied for. And he's, like, over there shaking his head right now. But that was my perception, and that was, you know, kind of how we just worked then. So at the, at the time, we both worked in very similar positions in the same department, and we had to work together, but we uh, didn't neither one of us thought the other one liked each other. So I think we spent the first six months while we were working together. We didn't really talk that much unless we had to. She didn't like me. <laughs> <laughs> That's my story and I'm sticking to it. Oh, so not true. Um, well, so I guess that is everybody's story is their own story, right? Yeah. yeah. If she did like me, she did a great job of pretending like she didn't. <laughs> That's not true. Very true. That is not true. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> We're, I feel like this is going to be an ongoing fight for the rest Very of true. our lives. Very true. <laughs> you know what I can't get over, though, like listening to that. What? The quality. I'm just oh, like, oh man, it hurts me to my heart just because of how far we've come and how much I've learned. But, but you know what? I actually kind of like that. Yeah, definitely. I actually kind of like it because it shows that we, I feel like this shows, and you keep talking about doing like a how to podcast video, right? I started. You did start. And it's because it shows that anybody can do this. Like everybody has a story to tell. And anybody can tell that story through podcast. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so I li- I like that it shows that. But we do have one more clip from this particular episode Uh-oh. because right. one of the things, one of the reasons that we heard that people listen to this episode is because they want to know about us and about how we met. And then after they find out that we didn't like each other, how we actually came to like be married and have kids and a business together and like you know actually like each other. She's trying to slip that in there. She didn't like me, y'all. Oh, my gosh. She tried to slip that in there. Don't tell us something. We didn't like each other. No, she didn't, didn't like me. You didn't like me either. This is going to be an ongoing fight. She didn't like me. Hit play. Mm-hmm. I was like this nerdy, like, third grader who, like, had a new friend, and I just felt so good about it. I'm like, wow, we're finally friends. And it must have been, like, June or so, maybe late June of that year, that, that I had to move out of my place. And so... Daryl um, helped me move in with my new roommate, Kelly, who shout out to Kelly if you're listening to us, but he helped me move in and... Um, That's right. I remember that. Yeah. yeah I sure did. <laughs> All of this extra large furniture that you had. We I'm, were so grateful for you. <laughs> I'm thinking like she just moved here and, you know, maybe I have to move a couple of fold up tables and maybe a couch or something. That's not how I roll. Uh, no. <laughs> And I got over there and I was like, I need to go back to where she don't like me no more. And she uninvite me. (laughs) She had this massive, I mean, massive furniture that was ridiculous to get out, break down and load up. Oh, my goodness. I still remember the night that I moved into that apartment and Kelly brought all her stuff and I brought all my stuff. And it was like playing this ridiculous Tetris. Tetris. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it was like a game of Tetris, furniture Tetris, to get all of our stuff inside that living room. So we had like two couches and two overstuffed big chairs Mm -hmm. and like two TVs and like five ottomans. It was ridiculous. So Daryl thought it was funny. Kelly and I were trying to rearrange everything and make it fit, and he thought that was hilarious. So I think he stayed, 
And then he started, he started coming over just for dinner and stuff. And Kelly and I always hosted, um, like random friends nights. Like we'd have dinner and stuff. And I always noticed that Daryl would stay a little bit longer. And I was like, Oh my goodness, this is so great that we're friends now. Like, that's what I kept thinking. Like, we're just, this is so amazing. We're friends. We'd host family dinner. We call them family dinners. And it was everybody from our department that we were friends with. And he would stay, and I was just like, this is so cool. But I still, like, in my in my little brain, I was like, there's no way. Like, I didn't even think. I didn't see him that way, kind of like he said. Like, I didn't see her that way for a while. And I think eventually it started to transition. Like, we just spent more and more time together. He would stay over. Like, not stay over, but he would just stay longer than everybody else. And um, She said stay over. Not yet. Not Not yet. <laughs> But he would stay longer. We'd like, we had the same interests. We just talked a lot. There was a, um, I had a back porch off of my room. And so when everybody would leave, we would go out there and just like drink a bottle of wine between the two of us. And we'd talk about life. Sanctuary. Yeah, we called it it the sanctuary. Sanctuary. And we would just talk about our life in general. Oh my goodness. We'd talk about everything. Like, I think we knew almost everything about each other just from talking to each other at that point. And so it was like, probably really late summer beginning to fall and we we're back out on the sanctuary and I had like started to have these feelings for him um but I was like scared you know girls like you get scared like there's no way this guy could like me or like maybe he's playing me like you don't know you know so I finally got the courage to just ask him like hey what's up like what is up with us you know, I feel like we're always spending time together and I kind of feel this certain type of way. Like, what is up with you? Like, how do you feel? And I don't remember the entirety of how the conversation went, but what I do remember is he sat up and he looked at me and he goes, okay, we're going to do this. And I said, uh, I guess so. And he said, yep, we're going to do this. And then somehow in that conversation, we talked about how we felt about each other And that was the night of our first kiss, was on that back porch in the sanctuary. So that was our when we fell in love moment in the sanctuary. Actually, that was not our fall in love moment. (laughs) I don't know what she's talking about over there. (laughs) But that is when we that was when we decided that we were going to take things a step further. Yeah, that that was that. We can definitely say that. That wasn't yeah. fall in love. That was like, let's kiss. <laughs> so romantic. And, and say we like each other a little bit more than we've put on for the past however long. <laughs> Not the fall in love moment. Go ahead. So romantic. So romantic. So that was all from episode one. Um, and throughout the rest of that episode, we talk about... Um, Our initial purpose for doing the podcast, we talk about our business, we talk about a little bit more about our family. And so that's been a really good podcast that people keep going back to just to listen and get more about us. So then our next episode is one that was our actually our only, I was gonna say our very first one that we did live. Um, And like actually live, not like when we say, oh, we're live from the house, but like truly we were live on a Facebook live and we did the entire thing live. So that's this one. 
Hey, hey, everybody. We are coming to you for this week's episode from our cruise ship. That's right. Which, live from the cruise ship. Yeah, well, live. Actually, we are doing a Facebook Live session oh, right now. Yeah. Everything is live. Yes. So shout out to our Facebook Live watchers. We're excited that you guys are joining us. Um but we are, yeah, coming to you from cruise ship, which is super exciting. We are on a vacation slash retreat, <laughs> which Daryl was not super thrilled yeah, about. But no. we have a full <laughs> agenda, outline, binder, tabs, pins, highlighters, <laughs> you name it, we have it. So when you say vacation... Um, yeah, it is definitely a 50-50 um, vacation slash business trip. But at least we got the 50. Yeah, the 50 is good. I can't, you know, yeah, we're argue about that. Yeah. So, <laughs> that was our very first live. But that was actually a really good episode. That was. It was fun. Yeah. Making tough decisions, right? Yeah, making tough decisions. Yeah. It's actually another one of our really highly listened it's to episodes. It's a popular one. Yeah, it's a very popular one. Um, I think the live can still be found on our the Facebook group that we had. We still have the Facebook group. We still group, have the group, but you have to become an insider. Posting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that whole video is still there. Um, and we recorded it. Literally, we had a balcony room on a cruise ship, and we recorded it like off the balcony. It was so fun. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, so let's listen into a little bit more since that was one of our most popular episodes. All right. Yeah, we did like we very like naked, but like butt cheat naked <laughs> with paint, and that was it. Um, and not just one, not just two. I mean, multiple, many. many um, you know, I gotta say though, much love, because I don't know that I could actually do that in front no, of other people. Not so at all. I'm good for you if you have that kind of body confidence. So here's my thing, <laughs> and and then we're gonna get back on topic of of our updates. So we saw this guy, and I, I'm upset that I saw it, but I did oh. see it, and he had on a thong. Yeah, he did. And, and that was it, just a thong and then some paint. And he went into this establishment, and he sat down on a bar stool, bare booty. <laughs> and in my head, I was like, I would be so upset if I was the person that came and sat down on that same stool after him. <laughs> Because I doubt that they walked around with sandy wipes and wiped off the stools. And and I was so grossed out and disgusted. And I just wanted to just, like, take a cup of water and walk over there to him and just, like, splash it on his booty. Gross. I didn't even think about it. What? But, oh, my gosh, that's disgusting. And yeah. we sat down. We we got a drink in the bar with a guy wearing a wolf hat. He had a, a wolf woman hat. wearing a croc hat. A croc. Yeah, had, like, with animals. antlers on it. Yeah, so that was part of our vacation. That was part of our vacation. Business retreat. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. What was that? What was that day called? Oh my goodness, was it like? Oh, um, fantasy fest. Yeah, fantasy fest. I wanted to see fairy fest, but we did see a lot of fairies. We saw some fairies too. They were all naked. Yeah, fantasy fest. Yeah, we just happened to pick the weekend of fantasy fest yeah. to cruise we were in the Key West. Key West. And it but was, we did have yeah. a really interesting bar time with some very interesting people yeah. who were not fully naked. They just had some weird stuff on their head. Yeah, they had weird stuff on. They were partially though. They had like animals like skin draped over them yeah, and that stuff. Was weird. So, 
Yeah. It was weird, but uh, we tried to make the most of it and then just headed back to the boat. (laughs) Yep. It was fun, though. So then we can kind of get into the meat of what we talked about, because that was a fun episode. I say fun, but it was really kind of hard hitting. We talked about when we bought our house, which was the craziest house buying story you can ever imagine. And we talked about when we found out we were pregnant with our first child, who uh, we uh, she's very loved and she was not planned. So um, let's listen into that. April came over and like came in normal, just like nothing was going on and it wasn't a big deal. And I was like, oh, hey, what's up? Gave hugs and kisses. Good to see you. And she was just like, hey, so what would you think if and I was like, wow, that just kind of like came up abruptly. Like we didn't even like have our casual. How was your day? My day was good. Good to see you. So what would you think if I told you that I thought I was pregnant? And I, I was like, excuse me? Um, she was like, yeah, what would you think if, if um, you know, I thought I was pregnant? And I was just like, we're going to do this. Let's do this. And um, we found out that it was true through how many pregnancies did you take? Two? Yeah, I took two. But then we went. I had to go. Yeah, we went. Confirmation. Yeah, yeah. So she took the two pregnancy tests. And, um, and then I was like, all right, cool. And then we set the appointment and went to the doctor's office. And they did, like, their blood work and stuff. And they came back and they was like, yeah, you're definitely pregnant. And um, <laughs> that I don't, is what she said. Yeah, yeah. she's like, no, you're definitely pregnant. And, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, she was like, okay, cool. And I don't know how much you want me to go. Like, I don't want to take away from your I'll tell, first I'll, part. And then I'll we'll go to the you, doctor's yeah. office. All right, you want me to go to the doctor's office? No, I lo- so I'll tell my yeah, version of that. Yeah, you tell your version okay. of that, and then we'll go to the doctor's office. Yeah. All right. Okay, so that night that Daryl was talking about, I remember that night so clearly. So I had not been feeling well for a while. And so I want to start off, too, by saying that Anna is an absolute blessing. And yes. from the minute we found out, like, no doubt in our minds, we're like, okay, we're, like, we're going to do this. We're going to keep her. Now, getting yes. to the... Like, how we do that, you know, is kind of what we're going to talk about in the decision-making. But we knew right away, like, this is, we love her, and she is a blessing. But it was still unplanned. It was kind of a surprise for us. Oh, yeah. It was a big surprise. It was a big surprise. Um, So it made it a a harder decision. Yeah. So um, when that same night, I had not been feeling well, and I was working at, well, we we work out in the same place. Yep. And so I remember seeing him. I was working out. I had taken a spin class, and... I went and he's oh, like, yeah, Are you, do you feel okay? Like, yeah. what's wrong with you? I'm like, I don't know. I just feel so weird. Like, I don't know if I'm getting sick. I don't know what it is. I just feel very strange. And this is a point in my life where I was coaching running in the morning and I was training for a marathon, like a 26 miler in the afternoons. And so I was very, very active. Um, my eating was super clean. I was probably like in the best shape I'd ever been in. And so I just didn't feel right. So I got out of the spin class and I was like, well, I'm going to go home. I'm going to shower and I'll come over to your house for dinner. Yeah. He's like, all right. Okay. So I go and on the way home, I'm like, I feel really weird. And it just kind of hit me like maybe I should stop and get a pregnancy test, which is probably like looking back now, the point where I should have called Daryl and been like, (laughs) by the way, I'm going to stop and get a pregnancy test. And here's why. And I didn't do that. No, I did not get that. No, he didn't get that phone call. There was no prep. I just was like, no, it's going to be negative anyway. But like, I'll just take the worry out of my mind. 
So I took it and I hopped in the shower and I got out of the shower and I was like, I started to like do my makeup and um, I thought, oh, I should probably check my pregnancy test. Like that's how little of a concern it was in my mind. It was just like, I'm going to get rid of this worry. And when I checked it, it was positive. (laughs) And I think like my breath stopped, like I stopped breathing altogether. And I was like, (laughs) that is not what I expected to be on that test. True story. True story. <laughs> <laughs> True story. Oh yes. That was um I very I still remember that night. I still remember getting out of the shower, forgetting to look at the pregnancy test because I was like, I wonder what we're gonna have for dinner. Let me think about that. Like not even thinking twice about it. And then like halfway through putting mascara on one eye, I was like, maybe I should look at this pregnancy test. And there it was. Yep. Yeah. So if you want to find out what Daryl said (laughs) when I told him and (laughs) when I actually told him that night, uh, we talk all about that. So um, go back and listen to that episode. I think episode five. Well, before we started numbering them. We 50, 52. Making tough decisions. Making tough decisions. We'll link it below. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So listen to that one. Um, so the next one that's one of our favorites was one of our interviews. And this was a really fun one. This was our family. Um, and so I am excited. I think we can explain a little bit more. Oh, no, because we jump right into the story. Oh, we jump right in. Yeah. So this was my sister and my brother-in-law. Um, and so Daryl's sister-in-law and brother-in-law. And we interviewed them about their relationship because these kids had been together for over 10 years before they got engaged. So they have a really interesting love story and we wanted to talk to them about that. And I have a lot of really funny stories about my sister because, you know, we grew up together, obviously. So uh, listen in to this one. Chantel, when she was younger, was like, Super rambunctious <laughs> and very hyper. <laughs> only imagine. <laughs> and uh, I remember one time. Oh, God. We were, <laughs> gosh, as you were really little, and so, so was I. But obviously, I'm like four years older than you. So when you're kids, like, that's a big difference. Well, I was sitting on the living room floor, and we were, I was trying to play poker because I thought I was cool trying to play poker. And you were like, four years old like running around like a banshee and (laughs) you were like going through all my poker stuff running through it it made me so mad so (laughs) I took a poker chip and I threw it at you and it was I don't remember this at all (laughs) I know but I do it was really hard and for whatever reason because ever since then my aim has never been good but that one day (laughs) my aim was really good and I hit you in the face with a poker chip oh my gosh I don't remember this at all Hold on for a second. Let me let me jump in here real quick. So you mean at the age of four and seven, Reve and Wayne was buying y'all poker chips? Yes, they were. Poker. Seven and four years old, they were playing poker with a full poker set, mm-hmm. chips and all. Come on now. Hey, you know. My parents wanted to teach us early. Oh, I see that. They did. I'm still just impressed with my aim because ever since then, I have no, I'm not coordinated or I have no aim. I have no skill with anything like that. So that was amazing. 
only thing that she can throw is an attitude. Oh. Throw a fit. It's true. It's true. And um, landed accurately all the time. Oh, but it's true. Um, so the, what we really wanted to talk to them about was actually their proposal story, um, because it's a really cool story. So we're going to play that for you also. I want our listeners to hear the story of how Brian proposed to you. Cause that is a really cool story. Hmm. Take it away. Well, the pressure was on because we had been together for eight going on 10 years. (laughs) I was getting the somewhere pre- up I was there. Somewhere in that range. Kinda, the numbers I, were high. I kind of lost count. It has been a while. I, we honestly did lose count. Once you reach the decade mark, it's just kind of like, kinda nah. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so. we had just come off a trip to Europe. Uh, we did Amsterdam, Paris, all around. And Can I just, I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, but we were all, like, as in Chantal's family, surprised <laughs> that when you guys were in front of the Eiffel Tower, it didn't, you would think it would be the most romantic place to do it, but, you but know, no. no. And Brian would always prepare me. We would go on these trips, like, to New York or to Paris and Amsterdam, and he would say... Okay, just like let's just sit down and talk for a minute, just let's to let you know, I'm not going to propose on this trip. And he would literally <laughs> oh, no. tell me because if he didn't tell me, You'd be in then tears the entire the I wouldn't be in tears, but the entire trip, <laughs> the entire trip, I would keep thinking like, is he going to do it now? Is he going to do it tonight? Or maybe he's going to do it tomorrow night. On edge. That's yeah. A good so move. it's honestly Damn. looking back, I'm really glad he did that yeah. because I used to put myself through that on certain trips we would take, and I'd be like, okay, maybe now tonight he's going to do it, and, and then, then you would he be wouldn't, sad. and I'd be yeah. upset. Because so. trip was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so actually. We did really enjoy Paris and Amsterdam because we had no pressure of like thinking it got to happen. So. But the pressure was on. But it, it was, was still, still there. On. It was still there. Right. And I had started the process. Got the ring. Mm-hmm. And it was a magical year with the Cubs being. <laughs> because Brian is the world's biggest Cubs fan. The world's biggest <laughs> Cub fan. They were in the playoffs looking pretty good. We had made that mistake before back in 08. Didn't happen. But this year was the year. The year of 2016. 16. Mm. And we had, let's plan a trip to go watch the Cubs. Let's go to one of our favorite movies is Fever Pitch. Let's Mm -hmm. (laughs) keep it going. Keep the tradition going. And I thought I had an idea of where to do it, where to go. And nothing ever kind of came to fruition ticket-wise. Trying to get on the field. Everything was shut down. Didn't have a lot of options. So reached out to a couple friends. And they said, let's just... I, it was burning a hole in my pocket. Like, I got to get this <laughs> done. Put the ring on <laughs> the go. finger. Yes. <laughs> we had gone over to the back of the stadium. Randomly, the Fox Sports broadcast crew was back there. I didn't even think twice about it. Um, well, first, we were we were hanging out with your friends who, family, longtime family friends who yeah. live in Wrigleyville, and we were hanging out with them all afternoon and knew we were going to the game that night. So you obviously had the ring with you that whole day. In your, in my your backpack. backpack that you took for the day, and um, which is just crazy thinking Don't back on it. Like the that. entire Don't time he had the backpack, the backpack. and it, I could have like opened it up and seen it. But um, your and your family friends knew this was going to happen, so they were kind of in on it too. And we were walking to the stadium, 
And you kept taking these random pictures. I think you were just like trying to see if the lighting was good or something because it was nighttime. And I kept, I thought it was weird that you were just taking like so many weird pictures <laughs> on the way to the game. Yeah, slow poke soaking all the atmosphere. Yeah, in. yeah. And I'm like, well, this is just like his dream. This is his world is coming together. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, we were on the backside by the bleacher entrance and there were a ton of people around, which we, you know, obviously with the playoffs. And um, it was game six of the NLCS and the Cubs needed to just win this game to clinch. So it was a very exciting game to go to. And we were walking up to enter on the bleacher entrance. And I was the one that was like, hey, let's take a picture before we, you know, the night is gone and we completely forget because we get wrapped up in the game. So not even thinking, you didn't even prompt it, not even thinking anything of it. We like, you know, take a picture right in front and his family friends are taking the picture. And then all of a sudden, right after we take the picture, he gets down on one knee and proposes. So that's their proposal story. Um, Part of it. And the other part that you don't hear is they actually ended up on Fox Sports Network. Um, on their with their proposal, so which is really cool. That was we were on vacation somewhere. Yeah, we were at your parents. Yeah, we were at my parents' house, and we were actually what we were flipping back and forth because it was the World Series and the Cubs were going, and we're like I'm not a huge baseball fan, but Brian and Chantel are, and so we were kind of going back and forth because it was the first time the Cubs had really been there. But we were switching networks and we missed it. Yeah, but they were on Fox Sports. We went back, Network. though, and, and pulled it on a tablet, though. Yeah, so it was cool. So if you want to hear more about how that went through and more about how they got on TV that night, go back and listen to that one, which is in it for the long haul. And we'll link to that in the show notes, of course. Um, the fun part about that night, I remember we were in our living room. This is before we started. All of these that we're playing right now are before we started actually recording ourselves on video. Um, I wish we would have had video for that one, though. I do, because that was hilarious. Yeah. And some of the stories, when I told the story about Chantal almost getting arrested outside of the bar, uh, the look on her face was so funny. So anyway, go back and listen to it. But the fun part about that night was we were usually recording at that point. We never drank while we recorded. Um, We only had like water and coffee. And that night, we're like, it's night, and you guys are over, and you're visiting us, and we're going to record, and so we all had wine, and then Brian had, like, tequila, so he just made it a whole other level of party that night. (laughs) It was fun. Um, Our next clips are from our, by far, most popular series that we've done and they keep getting listens and they keep like people keep going back to this series and it's our interracial relationship series. And so we're going to play a couple clips for you from that series. Um, but it was definitely one of it's still one of our most popular. For the listeners out there, you're going to get to see um, what it's like to not only be in the world of April and I, but to kind of see what it's like for other relationships that are similar to us um, being interracial. And then also you can look at it from a friendship perspective as well and how if you're engaging um, with friends who are either in interracial relationships or friends that are just a different race than you, um, because a lot of it overlaps. And I think that when I was reading through some of the responses, I was able to pick that out and to understand that it wasn't just 
our relationship being that April is my wife, um, but relationships in general. And that's something that we talk about a lot. And yeah, so that was kind of the premise of that series. Um, and so that was the intro. That's what we talked about. And we did um, our research. We talked to 30 other couples in that series and asked them about their experiences being an interracial couple. And we got those couples from all over the world, which was really, really cool. Um, so that series was so much fun to do. Yeah. Well, I'm a. We only took thirty. We got way more than thirty. We did, but we yeah, took we the took, best. <laughs> well, they were. All, we appreciate everybody that submitted. If you're listening, I mean the best stories. <laughs> yeah, they were all great. Yeah. Um, we picked some pretty good ones. Yeah, the stories were really, really good. Yeah, they were really good. I definitely encourage you. It's a four part series, and so I encourage you to go back and listen to them. But we're gonna play a couple of clips right now. Um, the first one is a story from our experience. One time happened at the bank. Yep. And then there was one time, maybe in like a Dollar Tree or something, I don't know, somewhere ridiculous that we went to pick up something just random. Yeah. Um, and so it's happened a couple times, and I it's, it's kind of a, I don't know if you want to get into how it makes you feel, but right. for me, it just kind of makes me feel like oh, people still don't think that we should be together and they wouldn't put us together and they just make these assumptions that why would we be together because of the way that we look and because our skin color is different. Yeah, I remember in the bank, you was in front of me and you walked up and I walked up with you and they told me, oh no, sir, you have to stand back there and wait behind the, you have to stand back there and wait behind the, the little partition. And I was like, oh no, I'm with her. And they were like, and they looked at you for confirmation. That's right. I remember that. <laughs> I was like, uh, no, I'm actually with her. And, uh, you know, they gave you that look. And you was like, oh, yeah, no, no, we're together. And then I walked <laughs> up there. Um, no, that's why I, I definitely remember that in the bank. They tried to send me back. That's right. They tried I to send me back in the line. Story. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. But, um, no, how it makes me feel. Um, yes. <laughs> I remember that. They was tripping on that day. <laughs> I'm trying to get them money. I'm trying to deposit money with my wife. Yeah. And they sending me to the back of the line. Yeah. That was definitely one of the many experiences that we talk about um, in that series. Although the one that I really wanted to play um, that I n- never put in here. Yeah. Oh, no, I did put it in here. Never mind. We get to hear it. Um, the next one is, I think, just another iteration of one of the things that we have to be really careful about when we're out and about. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I'm with her and if we're in certain places that we're out and about, how I approach her, mm-hmm. I'm very aware of that um, because, you know, I don't want people to think that I'm attacking her. Mm-hmm. I don't want people to think that I'm trying to snatch a person and run. Mm-hmm. And sometimes like when I'm dressing and I'm I'm just chilling and I'm out and I got on some sweatpants and I'll put on a hoodie with my hat on and yeah. a heartbeat. And like I may walk up to her and put my arm around her waist because I can do that. And I can immediately see people start to get like very tense and yep. like start to stand up and make moves towards us yeah. or whatever. And then I'll look at her and she'll tell you, I'll pull my hat off. I'll take my sunglasses yeah. off and I'll kind of, you know, straighten up a little bit and, and come come out of that chilling mode just yeah. to make my presence a little bit more comfortable. And I have um, to understand the role I play in that. Yeah. Then I'm responding to him like, oh, you know, not just a... 
hey, let me focus on the kids while he does this. But I, you know, make the effort to turn around and respond to him and, and like, I'm, a, I'm your wife. Like, it's okay. It's okay. And it happens yeah. more often than you would believe. Often, yes. True. And it still happens. True story. Yeah. Happens all the time. All the time. Yep. Yeah. And it's just, I mean, again, you can go back and listen to these, but it really is just another, it's another way that in our multifaceted lives of being in a relationship and being a family and being parents and trying to, trying to work through that, we also have to deal with the differences in our skin color. Um, and so this was such a great series. We've got one more story from it. Maybe we just need to wear these signature tees all the time and when they see them they'll be like oh well they got on the same shirts they yeah. match and so and they say success yeah so you know maybe they're successful maybe, maybe so maybe so <laughs> okay we got one more story from the series remember when we were living in our old place yeah. and our neighbor and that guy they were fighting and screaming and it sounded like they were throwing yes, stuff and yes, then yes, yes. It, it escalated and we heard doors being slammed oh and kicked and that was terrifying. cursing yeah. and remember it moved outside yeah so i was looking out the window remember yeah and you were standing there you were like what's going on what's going on and i'm like i don't know they are over there arguing and this dude his you know, his uh, demeanor looks like he's about to, like, smash this lady. Yeah, it was scary. And I was like, dang, I want to go out there and just intervene and maybe be a sounding board for him mm-hmm. and maybe not protect her, but just intervene so that at least if he does try to do anything, like, right. I'll just be there. And, and I'm usually pretty good with talking to people. And we, yeah. knew, and we knew the couple. And we knew them. Yeah. But at the same time. And I told you, I was yep. like, if somebody called the cops yep. and I'm over here intervening and the cops pull up, yep. who do you think is going to be the first person that they approach and that they talk to? Yeah. It ain't going to be the two people that's out here fighting. And they were both white. It's yep. going to be me. Yeah. I'm going to be on my face in this dirt. Yeah. And the cops going to be asking them the questions while I'm on my face in the dirt. Right. I told you that. I remember. And I was like, I'm all about protecting people. But yeah. you've got a wife and a one year old. And she in kept here. me in that house. And, and she would. <laughs> not let me go outside to intervene or to at least talk to him right um, no. because like i said i knew them both we both knew him yeah and um i feel like i could have intervened and could have helped right. and um and he did kick he kicked in the front door mm-hmm. uh, i mean he did a bunch of stuff and would you believe it how many minutes it was probably like three to five minutes the police about three police pulled up and they actually pulled into our driveway yeah. to park <laughs> to park Smart. there yep. to get to the next door people. So yeah. it was one pulled up in our driveway, one pulled in their driveway, and one kind of blocking the street. I mean, probably three to five minutes. And I'm like, you know what? I'm glad that you like held me back and didn't let me go out there because I guarantee you, you yeah. if he would have been trying to fight her and I would have been holding him back or separating him, the cops would have came and I am almost 99.7. I don't know how I got to 99.7, but <laughs> 99.7% that they would have snatched me up off of him from holding him back yep. and would have put my face in that dirt. Yep. I remember that. And I want to say as terrible as our home buying experience was. I am so happy that we are in our home and I am so happy that we don't live in that neighborhood anymore (laughs) because there was another story 
Um, and I think it was, I think we talked about it in the very last episode of that series, the interracial series, um, about a time that you almost got picked up by the cops just for being in our front yard doing yard work. I was out there doing yard work Mm -hmm. with protective gear on. I had my face covered up, my glasses on, boots, gloves. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I'm glad we don't live there anymore. And I still, I mean, I think you would still have to be careful, but our neighborhood is a little bit both better and still diverse at the same time. So I think it would have been, I don't know. It was just, it was not a great time for that at all. Um, But the next episode is Loving Your Partner. And this was one that we did. We kind of always found like the holidays and we did something for the holidays. Like um, the interview we did with my sister and her husband was around the Thanksgiving holiday. And then we did a holiday special for Christmas. Um, And then we ended up doing a loving your partner for Valentine's Day. And the reason that we love this one so much is because we did research again and we got a bunch of couples to tell us some things about loving their partner. And so the whole episode is really good because we talk about how couples got together, their love stories. Some of it's really funny. Some of it's really sweet. But yeah, I think we're just going to play this very first clip from the Loving Your Partner episode. And we asked, so I should tell who we asked this to. So we got feedback from both women and men this time. That's right. The men came through for me. They did. They were awesome. So um, we're going to talk about actually some of the differences too, which is kind of fun. So the first question we asked was, when was the first time that you knew you were in love with your partner? And we got some sweet stories back from that. But what I took from that was if people knew in less than six months that they were in love with their partner, or if they knew in more than six months, it took them more than six months to know that they were in love with their partner. So 80% of our couples said, what do you think? They knew within six months. Ooh, yeah. True story. True. Ding, ding. Good job. Do you sweat? You know. So, yes, they said that they first knew they were in love with their partner in less than six months. That's right. Um, 20% said it took them longer. Um, I had an interesting response from one girl who said that she said that she loved her partner really quickly, but she, and they've been together for five years, but she didn't know until three and a half years into the relationship what love really was. And it, and how much she really loved him, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, so that one was really fun. That was good. I like the wedding story, or not the wedding stories, the proposal stories. Oh, yeah, we had a lot of proposal stories. Yeah, we stories. asked for some of those. Or, or the I love you stories, too. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that was a fun episode. That was good. Yeah, that was a really good episode. Go check it out. Yeah, that one is Loving Your Partner. Link in the show notes. The next one, um, here's a quick clip. Everybody, yeah. this is impromptu right here because I actually have notes and she have notes. But I want to know, what would you do if I sent you an email like this to give you feedback in our relationship? <laughs> Ooh, so I I'm would, curious. yeah. So I would probably call you (laughs) and be like, 
what I'm just curious. Happened. But no, I mean, I th- that would be an email like that would be very telling that you felt like you couldn't come to me and mm-hmm. say those things to my face um, or that something was very wrong in your eyes that you had to, you know, send an email about it. And sometimes like sending an email can get out what you need to get out right um without and like you do it better than having to talk to that person sometimes Mm -hmm. but for the most part i would be pretty um taken aback yeah by that um and i think because our relationship is established right and solid it you would definitely bother me and we would talk about it but I feel like the position that you could be in, like say our relationship was newer or right. we were, it was like an employee employer relationship. Mm-hmm. I feel like I would feel much more threatened, you know? And so um, I feel like from my vantage point now, we would just have a very long conversation about that and about let's work on the communication aspect. But from your vantage point, you know, as an employee receiving something like that, or even if you were say earlier in our relationship, I would feel, I feel like on either side, we would feel threatened by something like that an email or communication like that. Right. And how do you not, you know? Yeah. I'm assuming that I would probably have to bring my feedback gloves to the conversation with you. (laughs) Not, and and the only, but I would win. (laughs) (laughs) Um, the only reason why I asked that question, because I think it's also a good transition point, but just the morality of giving feedback, I think is transferable between Agree. any type of relationship. So our relationship, which is more personal and intimate or, you know, people at work yeah, or anyone else, I think the foundation piece and the morality of it is consistent mm-hmm. all the way across the board. I completely agree. Yeah. So that's why I asked because. Yeah. Yeah. So that clip is from our actually really popular. We did a two part series on giving feedback and Receiving. receiving feedback because that's one of the hardest things to do is to receive feedback. But I remember that story well because you talked about a time that a supervisor actually gave feedback to an entire team that was very negative via email sent out a long email yes that was very aggressive yes and then asked people like he told people what to do and then he didn't he have a talk with you afterwards yeah we talked afterwards it was a very negative, very aggressive email. So you guys yeah. will have to go back and listen to that. But that was definitely that um, that two part series on giving and receiving feedback is also one of our most highly listened to. Definitely. Um, and it's one that we actually point a lot of people to when they talk about getting into um, fights with their significant other or how do I talk to my boss? Um, it's a really good. Those are both really good episodes on how to kind of navigate some of those different difficult conversations that you might have to have. So um, I am super excited about the next one. This one is on, um, this one is on video. So we did video this one. Actually, I think we videoed the feedback ones too. I don't remember now. Um, I think I, we did. I think so. I'm pretty sure those we'll are We'll have to go back video. and look. We'll look. Yeah. But this one is definitely on video. 
Um, this was a really fun one that we did. And this one was from the story or from the episode, she touched me, but it wasn't my fault. Um, so just tune in. So we were at a bar, um, we were out at a bar and we were, it was like an end of the year celebration, um, because we were with coworkers and, some of the students that are like of age who had graduated and stuff. Right. And we were celebrating their graduation oh, and the it end just of the year. hit me. I know where we're going. Oh man, you about to go ahead. You about to bring this up. Go ahead. And oh, I was talking to some of the graduates in the back of the <sighs> bar. And ne- I mean, neither one of us really like drink that much. So we maybe had like a one drink or something, but it was later on in the night. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of other people were drinking a lot. And I'm just going to say, like, you should be flattered by this because I am. You are a you're a very fine man. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I'm very attracted to you. But so are a lot of other women. Um, And I was in the back talking to graduates and you went up to the bar to get us a drink. Right. And when you were at the bar, there was a girl up there who she, this is like so bold and I couldn't even believe it because I never would have done this. Very bold. But it's just a different generation, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I never would have done this. But anyway, so you were up there at the bar Mm -hmm. and she came up like, I guess behind you and like somehow got you to turn around because I think... You like you you said oh I thought it was one of our our students because we were literally out with like right. students who had graduated and were leaving like just to say goodbye and so you're like I thought it was one of the students when I turned yeah. around and before you could like do fa- facial recognition and see if it was she was like giving you a hug and you're like oh that's nice and she reached down and grabbed a handful of your butt yeah and. I, and I remember like you jumped back, right? And yeah. you kind of pushed her off like it surprised you. It did surprise me. I, I don't know wasn't... what you said because I wasn't up there. Yeah. I'll tell you what I said once you finish the story. Go ahead. So anyway, I actually didn't know about it because I was back there like conversing with people and, you know, talking about their next steps and where they're going and stuff. But yeah. you came back and you told everybody in the group what happened. But remember, they some of them saw it because they were facing me. There were a couple, yeah, that saw what and happened. Yeah, they saw what happened and they were laughing. <coughs> they were laughing about it. And That's right. Because remember, I asked them, I was like, is this typical? Like, is this how yeah. everybody greets each other around here? Because right. if so, this is an establishment that I don't want to be in. So there's this extra caveat of we kind of had the we weren't married, we right. were dating. Right. Um, but similar to our friends, like no wedding ring situation, yeah, no rings. we actually, well, yeah, we didn't have the rings, but we actually hadn't told like a few of those people that were friends with us. And some of our closer students to us knew that we were dating, Right. but a majority of people didn't even know that we were dating. Cause we just kind of kept it under wraps as we were trying to figure out how that relationship was going to look for us. Right. Yeah. That was super awkward. Hey, it wasn't my fault. <laughs> But she did touch you. Oh, yeah. She touched me, but it wasn't my fault. That was definitely super awkward for me. Yeah. Yeah. I got to go listen in to that. I'm sure it was awkward for you, too. But it was really awkward for me. Yeah. And people really didn't know we were together. No. So it made it even more awkward. Yeah. Because you couldn't say nothing. Right. But there were a couple people who knew, which actually probably made it even more awkward. Because they kept looking at me like, what? What's going on? What am I supposed to do? I don't know. I can't. Nothing. Yeah. 
Yeah. You wanted to beat that girl up. I really, I was really upset that night. Yeah. Yeah. I was flattered. I was. I yeah. was flattered. I mean, maybe you should have been. You know? Hey. Hey. You know, whatever. Whatever you like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might still be a little sour about it. Oh, man. So, our last one is from definitely one of our most popular episodes to date. It's one that people ask me about often. Yeah, this it is was a popular one. Very recent, like so recent after we actually started numbering our episodes, which, hello, we probably should have done in the first place, but we didn't. That's fine. So, it was one of our numbered ones, which I, of course, didn't write down the number, but it's your job to do the dishes. Yeah. I think that um, the feedback that we got after releasing that one and all the questions and mm-hmm. the people asking for insight, I was like, man, and then the downloads that continue to happen on this episode, yeah. this is one that, um, you know, is really popular. Yeah, I think this is one that's really important, and it's just one that people have a hard time talking to their partner about, and we get it because we've been there. So here is, it's your job to do the dishes. It was crazy, y'all. Like, in the morning, she'd be up. She'd wake up frustrated. And I'm just like, why are you waking up, Madge? You just slept good. You're supposed to be waking up on the right side of the bed, positive. That's true. And because of yeah. all the things that she, you know, had to do or she thought she had to do by herself. Like, right. she was already stressed out about that as soon as she got up in the morning. That's kind of also was like one of the like determinant factors of, of how I was um, led to kind of open that conversation and to navigate it a little bit because um, I was getting it in the morning and I was getting it at night. And then I was just like, all right, like, what can I do? How can I help? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you, you told me what I could do and, and how I could help. And then I shared some of my feedback on how I've tried to do that in the past and it did not work out in my favor. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that's kind of what led to the conversation. I think that morning thing though really got to me more than anything else. That's true. My whole day was just like, I was walking out the door just like, Oh my gosh. Like, uh, huh. and I felt that way too. Yeah. Cause my perception was I was bearing the burden of getting everybody ready, getting everybody out the door, getting the lunches packed by myself, like getting all this stuff done by myself. But his point to me was so good. was like, you have not one time asked for my help and you expect like I get up, I do what I need to do. I help out as much as I can, but you're ahead of me getting there so fast because you think that you have to be the one in charge of all of these things and you're not one time asking for my help. True story. Very true story. Yeah. That was frustrating. Yeah. And it was frustrating for me too. And we just were not communicating in the most effective way for our relationship or just to get our family ready and out the door in the mornings, which is just one of those things that, you kind of have to do because, you know, you got school and work and all the stuff. So when we finally sat down, like that was an episode that was based on a real life conversation that we actually had, what, like that week or the week before. Mm -hmm. Um, And once we got through that, we're like, other people probably have these same issues. And we found out that they do. Yeah. Lots of people do. Yeah. 
So that was our last clip. That was a very recent episode. We've done a few more since then that are all really good. You should go back and obviously listen to our entire season, our year one. We're about to round into year two of the Success in Black and White podcast. So what do you have as a vision for year two of our podcast? I don't know. I don't want to put no vision out there because it, it changed so much. It does. It depends on what the people are looking for, what they're asking for, how they're engaging, what we're talking about. Um, so we definitely will um, plan something out and, and get something um, in store for year two. But I'm just excited to have made it through year one. Um, and to have been consistent and to have seen the growth that we've seen and to have received all the support that we have received. I'm just thankful and excited about that. But year two, um, I think we're going to come back and, and um, you know, cover some new topics, revisit some topics that we kind of started but didn't really dive that deep into. Uh, and I think that we're going to um, continue to uh, encourage, inspire and motivate people to um, become better, to level up, and to also get a better understanding of how to navigate different relationships. Um, And I think in year two, uh, we're going to work to try to do more interviews to get insight from ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Mm -hmm. Um, I I think that's going to be one of our goals is to do that and to get some more people involved and to get insight from other people. Yeah, that's a focus. And we know we've gotten a lot of feedback that you guys like us and we appreciate that. And we also do want to share insight on just some of the cool things that other people are doing and being successful with. But you're still going to get us. Always. Always. You're going to get the real, real. The real, real. And Daryl's yo, yo, yo's. Yo, yo, yo. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) So yeah, I agree with all those things. I'm excited for what this next year is going to bring. And... I think that's it. That's it. This has been a long one. We gave y'all a lot, but it's been a year. So we kind of wanted to share um, some of what some that some of the things that we have done. (laughs) Almost like I haven't even been doing this that long. Um, So definitely want to share that. And and, um, we thank y'all. We appreciate y'all. Yeah. Don't Uh, forget to go and subscribe. Tell your friends about us and subscribe. And thank you for listening. Yeah. So it's never too late. To make success your lifestyle. Until next time. We out. Bye. Peace. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe on any podcast platform and make sure that you rate us. Also, we do have a YouTube channel if you prefer to watch our antics. And we also provide closed captioning. And if you want to know more about us, go check us out on our website at successinblackandwhite.com. Or you can reach out to us directly on social media. My social media handle is I am Daryl Lovett on all platforms. And mine is April Dawn Lovett on all platforms.